Welcome back to Dating After Death, a podcast dedicated to the journey of finding love again after losing your forever person. And I am your not-so-anonymous host. Today's guest is Chelsea Wilson, who can be found on Instagram at Chelsea Wilson. And I fell in love with Chelsea because of her stinking adorable baby. I don't, I don't know how I ended up following her in the first place, but this baby just captured my heart so cute. And then, you know, you start checking out somebody's page and you look into their story. Maybe you scroll down to see when did this person's husband die? When did she get remarried? Or who does the baby belong to? You sort of, do you do this? I sort of do this thing where I just like dig into people's pages and try to piece together their story. And what I had pieced together with Chelsea is that her husband did in fact pass away several years ago and then she had since remarried. And we haven't actually talked to somebody who has since remarried after losing their person. So I was so thankful that Chelsea said yes to doing the interview. And I think it is really interesting to listen to her talk about this new loving relationship while still grieving and also just the complications of new relationship. I feel like even I get really trapped in this idea that we're supposed to have it easier this time around, or we know more and therefore the relationship should be all great all the time. But that's not how relationships work. And she does a beautiful job giving us the reality of the situation and really letting us into what it was like for her and her new husband, Brian, and um, their family to come together and merge and create something new and beautiful. So I really hope that you enjoy this and I hope it's hopeful as it was for me. Chelsea and I worked for like 45 minutes to get connected technology-wise for this interview. So for whatever reason, we ended up having to do this on FaceTime. So it was a little tricky to edit this episode. And like you'll hear, we're kind of stepping over each other a little bit and the audio isn't the best, but we made it work and the conversation is ready for you. So it was worth it, even though it's not the quality that I like to put out, but it's all right. The conversation is definitely quality. Before we get started, there's a couple things to talk about. The first is BetterHelp. I'm wondering if you've checked it out yet. I don't know if I have mentioned this to you, but I was super skeptical about doing online therapy at all after my husband died. And so I waited for like six months because I was like, I don't want to do therapy online. I want to be in person. And I was stubborn about it until I realized I really needed it. So I have really seen the benefit of online therapy in that I can like put a movie on for my kids and pop upstairs and put on my headphones and have this amazing conversation with my therapist right from the comfort of my home. And BetterHelp offers that for you too. They have a wide selection of therapists for you to choose from. You can really niche down who you're looking for. The benefits are really seriously amazing. If you go to betterhelp.com slash dating after death, you will get 10% off your first month of membership. So I hope you check that out if you are still looking for therapy. And I do want to do a quick plug for our Patreon. We have people who are starting to get into the Facebook group. We're starting to get some conversations going. I have decided we're going to do a what the Wednesday? I guess it could be anything really like this person sent me a text message on the apps and what the or how am I supposed to respond to that? Or maybe it's more like 
I am in a super committed relationship with someone new and they just said this and I'm not sure how to handle that and I need some feedback. What would you do? We're also building a new playlist and if you are somebody who is into music, the Facebook group is the place to suggest songs and we will share that playlist out. But that's the place to put in your recommendations. And then I just had a conversation with one of my best friends the other night about what it has been like for her to support me going through this and I am going to add that to the bonus content just this week so if you have not yet checked out the patreon go ahead and do that it's at patreon.com slash dating after death even that entry tier which is just at five dollars a month gives you access to the facebook group and is just kind of a way for you to say thank you for making the podcast so if you are up for that i would so appreciate it and we would love to have you now that we have taken care of business let's get to the chat with chelsea all right let's go so we're doing facetime here we go (laughs) Okay. All right. Hi, Chelsea. Hi. Nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you. Okay. So first, I'd just like to start by like asking you about Kyle, really, and having okay. you tell us yeah. about him and about your marriage and what that was like. Um, well, Kyle and I, I met Kyle when I was 18 mm-hmm. at the end of my freshman year in college. And it was totally just like young love, like instant, could not get enough of each other you know what i'm Mm. saying and we just instantly became best friends my girlfriends will say like from college they'll be like oh my gosh all you ever wanted to do was hang out with kyle Mm. and that was just like the truth like i my college experience was kyle Mm. like he played college baseball and i played tennis and so we were both really busy but in like every waking moment it was just i mean i remember when i met him it was like four weeks later he was leaving for the summer and I came home and my parents were just like, who is this guy? Because you are like, so like lovesick. Mm. Um, and yeah, and that was kind of just it. And that was, we dated for five years, um, long distance. And we kind of just always were like, you chase your dreams, I'll chase mine. And we knew we were gonna be together. So never even thought my life would not have Kyle. And yeah, I got my master's. He played minor league baseball. He finished school, but it was always just the two of us. And then we got married. We were young. I was 24. He was 25. Ended up moving to where I live now. We had no family, just kind of where we both got jobs. And I like never needed anybody as long as I had Kyle. Mm. Like I was just literally obsessed with him. And I'd say he was equally as obsessed with me and... I mean, my friends now, it was just his birthday. And um, some of my friends, they were, I asked them to write like letters or whatever for the kids about things the kids might not remember. And everyone's like, we don't want to offend Brian. Um, Mm. I was like, oh, Brian won't be offended. And, um, but they're just like, you guys were literally like all over each other all the time. (laughs) Like just could not, I mean, even being married for, let's see, we got married in 2007 and he passed in 2018. It was just before our 11th wedding anniversary. Just best, best friends. He was the best guy. I mean, I don't know how always made everybody feel like they were the most important person. Um, but I, I knew without a fact, like we were his priority, the kids and I. Yeah. Just a great human. Yeah. yeah. Great husband. We had a great marriage. And can you tell um, us, just because of like, I feel like it sort of builds context for people how it ended if you're comfortable yeah so we um super healthy guy like we both played collegiate division one sports uh but he never liked like working out 
like for me that's a passion and um I never really cared because I could cook and he would eat the food and like yeah. he always like jokingly called me a chubby chaser he's like oh Chelsea you're a chubby chaser <laughs> he after my our daughter was born he had like gained some weight and the doctor had told him oh like your blood pressure's getting kind of high like you should try to lose like 20 pounds you know and then come back and we'll see if you, we don't need to put you on medication anyways long story short he like I could care less so but he totally like lost the 20 pounds and then lost 20 more got really into working out so that had been like three years prior to his passing so just like eating really healthy taking care of himself and so had just had a major physical in May of 2018 kind of a weird story because he he had come to me and he was like hey like I just feel like if something were to happen, he like always want to make sure we were all taken care of. So he's like, if something happens to you or to me, like, I just want to make sure like your lifestyle would not change. Mm. And he would like joke with me, like, you know, I know you'll like, you'll like totally be fine. Like you would bounce right back. You're going to marry some like old rich guy. Like you would be (laughs) totally good. And I was like, oh my gosh, stop. Like I did not do anything. Like I legit had the life. Yeah. Um, and Kyle would tell me, I want to come back as you, you know, <laughs> like I didn't take care of any bills. Like I kind of just mm. did my thing. And, um, he's like, no, Chelsea, like you really need to pay attention. I went and got this physical, like I increased our life insurance. Like you, like you need to know what I'm doing, you know, like you got to pay attention. I was like, okay, okay. And, uh, but he passed like his health, like having this full blown physical. Yeah. And they were like, oh my gosh, you're like the healthiest person. Mm. And then, so that was May, and then fast forward to October, we went out of town for our daughter's fifth birthday. She had just turned five like a few days before, so I took her to Disneyland, and then we went to, um, out to Palm Springs in California, and like I'm really close with my two sisters and their families, and we're never all together in the same house, and we had randomly got this house this weekend with all of us staying in it, and yeah, we just like golfed and swam we I mean we don't do drugs we don't smoke yeah we drink but you know like really healthy people yeah and so we had just had the best day and um, my parents lived kind of close to where we were renting the house so they came to watch the kids and we went to dinner and had a great dinner it was just my sisters their husbands and Kyle and I and my sisters wanted to go out after dinner they're much more wild than I am and Mm -hmm. I was like oh I kind of just like want to go back to the house and and they were like, come on, Kyle, let's go out. And I remember he was like, whatever Charles wants, Charles gets. So we're going to, you know, we're going to head back. And we came back and tucked the kids into bed and had some fun. And then I just remember I, like, woke up and I thought he was snoring, but he didn't snore. So I remember, like, being a little startled. Hmm. And then I was like, what is happening? I thought he was having a seizure, which was weird, too. And, um, yeah, it was pretty quick. So mm. he just passed in his sleep and, uh, we witnessed, I witnessed it. And then and my sisters and their husbands had just, I rem- I had remembered, like I knew kind of a time frame, but, um, they had, they had come back. I remember hearing them come in and then I fell asleep. So, um, yeah. And he died at the house and mm. the kids were all there and thank God. I mean, I remember just like you know, vomiting and losing control of my bowels and 
um, just praying, like, please don't let my kids wake up. Like, they cannot wake up. Yeah. And they did, and they never did. I do not know how. Like, we had, because there was, like, police officers. And, you know, then you have to wait for the coroner to come. Oh because he's under, he was only, he had just turned 36. And, yeah, I mean, we, I waited multiple autopsies. Like, literally, the autopsy says, like, died of natural causes. What? Yeah. That just had, like, multiple so tests done. They, they think that had like an expert like look at like look at it more and they think that basically he had like an underlying like a heart arrhythmia Mm. that just went undetected his whole life and his heart just got out of sync and couldn't get back in and your heart just stops and if you don't have a like defibrillator you know right there yeah um yeah like no explanation I've literally just had to make peace with it because otherwise I would be in the loony bin. Yeah. So. I'm sure you could just spiral and spiral. It just doesn't make sense, you know? Yes. And so I think pretty early on I learned I had to address, let that go. Yeah. Or I was going to be miserable for my whole life. Yes. That's what I did too because my my husband's was also very sudden in the middle of the night and COVID so I couldn't be there and, you know, they even asked, do you want an autopsy? And I was like, what's the point? Like he can't he can't come back anyway so just like you know and you're sort of in a daze and you're just like whatever I yeah don't know. oh yeah don't even yeah um but yeah I you know you gotta just move forward that's so hard but yeah and it I had been asked randomly like three weeks before I had been asked maybe it was like a month before um I was walking with a friend and she's like do you ever worry like something's just gonna happen like your mm-hmm. life's so good and I was like no not really like yeah. I mean I know like I never look at my life as perfect I have issues you know we all have stuff and yeah. so even though I was very happy but we just worked really hard at our marriage and I was like you know like I just don't worry like whatever life throws at us like as long as I have Kyle like I'll be okay mm-hmm. and it was after that I had started thinking of I don't know if you know the uh, Amanda Griffiths no um she was like the only person I knew and I didn't even know her. Like, I had just seen on Facebook okay. way back in the day that she had lost her husband. She was pregnant, lost her husband, her father, and her brother-in-law in a plane, small plane crash. Oof. And after my friend had asked me this, I started asking, like, oh, my gosh, like, hey, Kyle, do you remember that girl? And, like, I couldn't remember her name. I'm like, remember? And he was like, kind of. But, like, yeah, this bother you. Why don't you look her up? And I was like, well, I don't no. know her name. So anyways, I ended up Googling her, found her on Instagram, yeah. friended her, which is, again, so not like me. Yes, I'll link, I'll link of, her page. Kind it's of just it. started, like, seeing her stuff, and I told Kyle, I was like, gosh, like, all this, like, total tragedy happened in her life. Yeah. And she was, I, like, this was, like, now a couple years past, and I could see she had met somebody, mm. and they had had a baby, and I was like, holy cow, like, if she can be happy. Yeah. Like, anybody can be happy. Yeah. You know, it's Instagram. But you could just feel like she had a joy about her. Yes. And so after Kyle passed, like, I reached out to her immediately. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't know you, but I don't even know what to do. Yeah. Like, I'm so lost. Yeah. And um, she responded. And I remember her very first thing she said to me was, Chelsea, 
like, of course, I'm so sorry that you know this pain, but I promise you, you will smile again. Your kids will smile again. And she said, you will love again. Mm. And she goes, I know you don't want to hear it. Yeah. But you will. Yeah. Like I promise. And I was just like, oh, please like get off, you know? Yeah. Just the timing. and. Yeah. But then I remember, I just kept like, I came back to her advice multiple times you know yeah Yeah. okay well that's the perfect segue (laughs) into how did that all get started for you then or when like when yeah so I never like (sighs) plan to date Mm. get into the dating world nothing like that and I don't think people prepare you how could they but you know when you lose your spouse especially if you are in a healthy, affectionate marriage. Like I was like so craving intimacy and touch and I just missed that. Totally. You know, um, Brian kind of like got dropped into my like literally life. Um, and I tell him, I'm like, Oh, I would have like, come on to you. I would have come on to anybody at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I, I've told this story before on the pod, podcast, but like the first guy that I slept with after my husband and there have only been two, but, um, I, I like pounced. He was like, maybe we should oh, wait. Yeah. And I was like, uh, uh-uh. yeah. <laughs> I was just telling my girlfriends that again, I think when you're used to that, you yeah. know, and yeah. my therapist always told me that too. Like you were in a healthy marriage. Yeah. Had you been in an unhealthy marriage, like you would have to work through the grief and then also the unhealthy habits mm-hmm. and what to look for in somebody. Yeah. But you already know what you deserve yeah. and what's healthy. Yeah. And so you know how to recognize that. Yeah. So how did Brian come into your life? Um, so he actually, I had met him twice before. He worked with Kyle a little bit. Okay. Um, he lived in LA, but it's from where we live. Um, and I just knew him as like, Kyle really liked him. And he was like this young, cause he's younger than me. So it was like, mm. Oh, this young guy. Like, I just love this young, this young kid. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, um, and so I'd, he'd come to like Kyle's work Christmas parties, him. And so after Kyle passed, um, he came to the funeral, which I don't remember at all. Mm. And then, um, his boss, Brian's boss, is married to a woman who was engaged and her husband, her fiancé passed in a sleep. Okay. And very similar. And so after uh, Brian's boss just, like, when he's my age, he and his wife just started, like, reaching out constantly, doing really nice things. Hmm. And so I kind of formed this friendship with them. And then... Um, a few months later after Kyle passed it was like Kyle's Christmas work party so like yeah like two and a half months later and they were gonna come up for it and I hadn't been out or you know I mean yeah. like maybe once and they're like oh are you gonna go and I was like because I've been invited and I thought uh I don't know it's kind of weird yeah that sounds hard and they're like no come we'll we'll pick you up like we you do not go alone and so, yeah, they picked me up, and um, that's when I would I would have just like pounced on Brian that night when he was like, no. <laughs> you know, like, dude, this chick's crazy. Um, but yeah, we just kind of formed a friendship from that night of yeah. 
like mutual things we had in common and really thought nothing of it. Um, started texting after that and he would just, um, you know, send me music or send me this. And I ended up being able to like talk to him about Kyle cause he knew Kyle. Yeah. And at that point I felt like I was not a burden to my friends, but like they were with me all day. Yeah. I had just, I mean, I think for two months, someone slept at my house. And then after that, I was like, I can do this. I'm going to do this by myself. But, you know, they'd be here all day. And then they had their own families to go home to. And I would always tell them, like, you need to go home. Like, you have families. And so, But I couldn't sleep. Yeah. And so I'd be up till 2, 3, 4 in the morning after my kids went to bed. And Brian just became, like, gradually the friend that I could stay up and talk to on the phone till 2, 3 in the morning because mm. he didn't have a family and he would just stay up and we would just talk about like, I don't, I think half the time I would end up, he'd stay on the phone until I fell asleep. Oh my gosh. And, um, yeah, he just became like that, that person. And then he had asked me, Oh, do you want to do a triathlon? I was like, eh, like I was at this point, I was saying yes to things. I was like, sure. Why not? Like, but you have to, um, you have to train me. I think because he lived, you know, three and a half hours away, had he lived in town, this would not have worked. Oh, but it allowed me to build a relationship with him while still having space. Yeah. Um, to grieve, not feeling pressure, just like organically grow. Yeah. Um, not feeling any like suffocation or what is happening or is this turning into something or do I have to see him or, and so it was just so natural even. I mean, so his fam- his parents live in town. And so he would start coming. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, even with the kids, it was just like, oh, it's daddy's friend. Like, yeah. And we were just friends. And now I, he's my friend. And so he would just come and hang out at the house for a little bit and then yeah. leave, you know, and we would just like run or work out or hang out with the kids. And it was very low low key nothing romantic in those early no no I think he was probably freaked out a little bit like he said he never wanted to like do anything that would eventually hurt me more unless Mm. he knew he was going to stay Um, which I on the other hand was more like oh my gosh at first like I have feelings and again who did I reach out to I reached out to that Amanda Griffin oh yeah and I was like, oh my gosh, she's the first person I told. Like, I didn't tell a single soul. Yeah. When the feelings started coming. And um, and I told her, I'm like having feelings for him. Like, this is really freaking me out. I never saw this coming. Um, we were friends. And she was like, no, you know, like you're being so brave for allowing your heart to be open. And and she told me, and I would, I will never forget this because I felt like if I start dating him, I have to be with him because then mm. I'm going to hurt my kids again. Yes. I felt that too. And she told me, she's like, Chelsea, even if this does not work out, your kids will be better off for seeing you open your heart to love again. Totally. They can handle it if it doesn't work out and they will be better off because you will be better for allowing love into your life. I love that advice. And I was like, wow. Okay. And that's when I was like, okay, like, okay. Yeah. And I just also Uh, think like, 
we've all already been through the hardest thing. So like, mm-hmm. my, this is one thing my therapist is always saying, like, it might be sad and hard to lose something delicious, but like, you've already done the hardest thing. So like, set yourself yeah. up for the good things just in case it works out. Yes. That's yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there was one point where like, we had, we were like friends and we were talking about like bucket list things. And because I thought all my dreams had died, I was never going to do anything. Yeah. And I said, I really wanted to go to Red Rocks in Denver. Mm-hmm. And this was like in January. And so this was newer, like we were just texting and friends and whatever. And he texted me that he bought me tickets. Like, he's like, okay, we're going to go to Red Rocks in July. Oh my gosh. And I thought, holy shit, July? Like, what if I don't want to yes. get Like that kind of stuff. I'm like, what if I do not want to be your friend in July? Yes. Yes. And, then, and there was a moment I was like, maybe he likes me, you know, because why would he just buy, which that is not his personality at all. Yeah. So that is very out of character for him. Like his friends are like, what? Just like the like spontaneity Um, of doing that, you mean? Yes. That's so funny. I can just like tell another story that connects the same where when I started dating my boyfriend, he was like, let's go to this concert in October. We started dating in May. And I was like, what are you planning on October for? Yes. I'm like, we're just dating. What are you doing? Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. But, you know, it's and then. When I started having feelings, it was interesting because my closest friends and my sisters, when I saw them, immediately knew something was up. Mm. They were like, okay, is something going on with this Brian guy? We know you guys are friends. Like, there's been a, ch- there's a change in you, you know, mm. lightness yeah. that they hadn't seen. Yeah. I think it made it easier for my closest friends, harder for not my inner circle yeah and I you know when he would come to town and things shifted it's funny I would make us drive like way to the other side of town to go to dinner you don't want anybody to see you (laughs) no no because I already felt like our town is like big but small and I felt like everywhere I went everybody knew yep and I just didn't want people in my business it's a weird thing dating because I felt like and I know I have other widow friends who have felt this you weirdly like feel like you owe people Mm -hmm. an explanation yeah when you start dating and everyone seems to have an opinion about it Mm -hmm. and looking back I'm like almost annoyed at myself like why did I feel like I owed to like let people know it's no one's business you know it's between me and the kids and that's it but yeah I felt I had to sit down and like tell people. Me too. Yeah. And then it got weird, you know, like because he worked with Kyle. So then certain people were funny about it or, um, and everybody loves Brian. Yeah. But you know, then he would get like, are you sure? Like people giving him it. And then I I would get so mad, you know, like what you're not. Yeah. (laughs) You're not able to make your own decisions. Is there something wrong with me? Because my husband died. Like, People feel like they need to, like, warn, you know, be careful, Brian. Like, this is a lot. Like, yeah, it is a lot. But. Yeah. So how did you guys go from friend zone to more? Yeah, I definitely crossed that. I think it was me that, you Mm. know, made the first move. Yeah. (laughs) I was, at the time, I was, this made it way easier, too. I, I don't have any family here. We had a babysitter. She's more like family. But. Kyle and I did and so after Kyle passed she quit her job left her story how she's in college and oh my gosh. Moved, moved in with me for a year what oh yeah it was that's amazing 
amazing i mean yeah jordan is like a total godsend and i wish she still lived with me and so she it gave me that like respite that i so needed because i didn't my parents weren't coming kyle's parents weren't coming my sisters would come but they have their own family yeah and so like and you know you just like desperately like need a break yes when you're in it if you're solo parenting I mean it's just so much so much and so I was able to like escape for like a night and I could go to LA yeah um and so I had decided to go down and see him and get my own hotel or you know all this mm-hmm. stuff and I think that's kind of when things had already like crossed the the line but he was like I really like you yeah and I've done a lot of thinking and he's five years younger than me, so. And I kind of, I struggled with it a bit, because I'm like, you're living in L.A., like, you're successful, you've never been married. Yeah. Like, I know I'm worth it, I don't struggle with confidence, you know, but it's a lot, and your life could be a lot easier. Yeah. And he was like, well, Chelsea, like, this is what I want. Yeah. And were you guys clearly on the marriage path once you had that conversation? Um, yes, but I think... From the beginning, Brian kind of always just let me take the lead. Okay. Because it was just like, where do I feel comfortable? You know, it's such a different dating experience. Um, Very comfortable with his family. His family, like his dad lost his dad at five. Mm. His stepmom lost um, her dad when she was young. And so they were very uh, welcoming uh, my family, super welcoming, hesitant because they were so close with Kyle and they only knew me with Kyle. Yeah. I mean, it's like Kyle's very best childhood friend. He's like, he texted me the other night and he's like, you know, he says this all the time. Him and Brian have become good friends. And he's like, just wanted to hate him so badly. <laughs> like, I just wanted to hate him. <laughs> and I like love the guy. Like, I would do anything for him. Yeah. And obviously that's, how most people feel, not everybody. I've lost friends. Mm. Um, Kyle's parents are not, uh, even still, they just have a really hard time with it. Um, Do they have a relationship with your kids? Yes, it's been pretty rocky. Okay. So we just celebrated Kyle's fourth birthday since he passed, and this is the first time we celebrated together. Mm. I invited him. No expectations. They come if they want, you know, whatever. But yeah, they're one of the people I had told them. I felt like I owed them that explanation. And so I, they live three hours away and I took the kids to see them. And I I know they thought like something was up, but I wanted them to hear from me. And so I told them and it ended really, really badly. Like you're, you know, you're a whore. (gasps) Oh yeah. Like, no. He's using you for oh. sex and money. Oh, my God. Like, no. No. Um, and so that's been really hard to recover from. Of course. Uh, Can I ask you a question about that? Because, like, yeah. a lot of people, I get a lot of DMs about this, about the in-laws and how hard this is. I have particularly understanding and wonderful in-laws, so it's hard for me to give too much advice here. Yeah. Um, but, like, when you look back on that conversation... How did you sort of handle it? And then like, I don't know if you could redo it. Is there anything you would change? No. I mean, I wish, um, I probably wish I would have done it in my house. (laughs) 
Um, but I was trying to like be, I have a counseling background. Mm. I uh, have my master's in counseling. So I, I'm pretty like, I'm pretty intuitive. Yeah. I think things through. I did not think it would go that bad. We didn't have a great relationship prior to Kyle passing. Okay. Um, there had been definitely some, Kyle loved his parents. His parents loved Kyle. I love his parents. They love me. Um, but it was a rocky it was had been rocky so that adds you know um, to it and you know anytime I feel like your spouse passes it's like Kyle was the one that talked to his parents yeah and so then I became right the communicator and we just don't communicate the same way I'm a let's lay it out yeah they're a shove it under the rug yeah I've heard a lot of that too I wish I just didn't care as much yeah I wish I didn't feel like I needed their approval it's just so hard with the kids right yeah and actually that's the whole thing is like I know that their disapproval of it has directly impacted their relationship with the kids Mm. and I and because my kids love Brian yeah and so they and they've witnessed that they're not very kind um and so and I've told them I was like hey like the kids are getting bigger and this you don't have to like love Brian you don't have to be you don't have to approve of it but you do have to be so you need to be respectful yeah and kind or this isn't going to work I've had to set very clear boundaries and if you don't just know it 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 does impact your relationship with the kids which they don't believe but (laughs) it does um well it's so hard because it's like what do they really expect from you well I do think like you know for them especially because they don't live in town Brian is a very physical reminder that Kyle's not here yeah so they can kind of compartmentalize it until they're around and then when they're around it's like whoa there's a man in his spot and they're meant to then they have to face their grief yeah and um it's it's gotten a little better but again I don't have I just I have seen with families it's one of two ways it's either super supportive yeah or not and my parents they totally love Brian and support him but I mean after Kyle died it's true it's like I remember my therapist saying um Chelsea death doesn't change people it cements who they really are Hmm. and that has just stuck with me because I think as humans we think like in the worst situation you would expect somebody to act a certain way yeah but they usually act like how they've always acted yeah yeah and so I have had to remind myself that like even though I expected like my parents would come more or yeah. show up more or that Kyle's parents would come more and play catch with my kid or yeah. take my daughter sh- you know shopping and do things with them they never did that before yeah so this is just who they are yeah you know it could be so much easier Okay, can I ask you some questions about you and Brian? Oh, yeah. Okay, so also, I mean, I have this question of, like, how does Kyle play into your relationship with Brian? But I feel like because of the way you started this relationship where it was, like, so in-depth and on the phone, at least for me, I get that because my boyfriend's also long – it's an hour, but it's long distance, so we're on the phone every night, you know? Yeah. It means you're, like, building such depth. Yes. Um, so I, I, I'm assuming that Kyle's just like a regular part of the discourse uh, yes. in your house. Yes. I made a point at the beginning to like not compare them. Yes. Because they are very similar, but then they're very different too. Yeah. And I do think like Brian, 
probably wouldn't have wanted to be married to like Chelsea who was married to Kyle. Do you know what mm. I'm saying? Like I'm different people. Doesn't mean it's never happened. Yeah, of course. But I but I fight really hard not not to do that. Um it usually just happens when I'm like annoyed. You know, I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, that's a very but, good point. <laughs> and then with kids, you know, it's like he's part of and and I think because he knew Kyle not super well but enough he did have some re- instant respect, especially with my, our son, Kellen. Yeah. Like, hey, like, I know your dad would not approve of that either, mm. you know, or yeah. I know your dad would be proud of you. Or Does Brian say stuff like that? Oh, oh. at times. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Um, and, and I talked to Kellen about that because I, rem- I remember I, this is more parenting, but okay. um, I talked to a friend who lost their mom at a young age. And she had said, like, everybody made her out to be this, like, perfect human. Yes. Which she was a great, a great person. And that when she was in high school, though, it got really hard. Like, I'm never going to live up to be like my mom. Totally. And only her mom's best friend would be like, well, you know your mom. Like, she kind of, she had a bad mouth. Or, you know? Like, yes, I think that's so important. Yeah, so I make sure to let the kids know, like, you know, especially, like, hey, your dad did this or this. Or, hey, like, I'm mad and Brian's mad. And your dad would have been, he would be mad at you too. Yeah. You know, this is not okay. Yes, totally. You know, talking back or whatever. Yeah. And I think for the kids to know that their father is like a real human with flaws, so they don't have to live up to that unrealistic expectation. I think about that all the time. Yeah. I'm like, could somebody else also please tell my kids that he had flaws? (laughs) Totally. Totally. (laughs) But nobody wants to do that. No. Okay, another question I have. Oh, was it hard for Brian to come into your family knowing you already had two kids, being that he had never been married or had kids before? Yeah, I mean, I tell... So he moved here in January 2020. Okay. And again, it was just like one of those things that was so bizarre. It was on Kyle's birthday, mm-hmm. and I was with my girlfriend and my sisters and I swore I would never go back to Palm Springs I was never gonna do it ever in my life and it's like weird life just sets you up and it was like I was like okay I'll go I'll go I'm gonna go on Kyle's birthday and face this I was sitting there and I was like I just had this instant peace like Brian you should move here you need to start talking to work like and he's like really because he's again just waiting for me for my lead you know yeah and we weren't engaged or anything. Again, lots of judgment. Oh, you're going to live with somebody? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not I'm not 19 anymore. Yeah. You know, like, I'm going to do this my way. And I think people who knew me with Kyle, like, I'm kind of a homebody. I really respect family time. But then there were some friends I had made that didn't really know me with Kyle. Yeah. And so then Brian came along and moved. And it was like, now you're spending all your time with Brian? Mm. And it's like, whoa, well, we are having to go. I mean, him moving here completely changed. Like, I thought I had dealt with so much of my grief. Mm. And then when he was actually in the house, that brought out a whole other layer with me and the kids. Like, okay, we, they, because they were part of that decision of two. Like, I had made the decision, but I made them believe that they were, you know, part of it. Good parenting. Um, of him moving here. Not just like, oh, he's going to move here, you yeah. know? Yeah, of course. And, um, yeah, I mean, that was, like, rough. And uh, the process of allowing him to parent. Mm-hmm. And it was really rough. And then COVID hit. Oh, man. Um, and then we were, you know, all trapped. It was probably the best thing that could have happened to our family. Mm. But I think people don't, unless, like, my really close friends don't realize, like, 
Yes, it was great, but it was really hard. Sure. I mean, we literally had to know, like, okay, we are in this for the long haul. Yeah. Because there were plenty of times where I would wanted to be like, this is too much. Yeah. This is like, and especially when, I don't know if you can relate to this, I'm like, I had a good marriage. I put in the work. Yes. Like, I was with someone for a long, since 2002 was when Kyle and I first started dating. So I'm like, I put in that foundational work like mm-hmm. I don't want to do it again yes because I know a good marriage takes a lot of work like yeah. we were so into, and like to start over like I don't want to start over I just want to get to the good part yes but you can't get to the good part without putting in the hard work totally. you know and I was just like I just want to give up half the time yeah I don't want to have to communicate like I want someone who already knows what I want yeah like, don't you already know what mm. I want like no I don't know you but like that well yet yes you know? yes will say like see oh my gosh you're you know you're so lucky you have brian and i am so lucky that i have brian but i'm like i always tell people like and it still is but it's starting i feel like we're finally in our like flow in our groove yeah but i'm like those first that first year hard yeah i think that's actually even really hopeful for me to hear because my uh, my husband and my boyfriend have very different communication styles and so when things come up, I mean, that is happening to me now where I'm just like, like, we're just like in a little bit of an argument and I'm just like, I could just walk away from this, you know, mm-hmm. but like, I don't want to. Yeah. I mean, it's just, there's so much foundational work you did with your spouse. You have to do again. And it feels like I should be past that part. We should and be I at the would, easy I part. I would have to remind myself like, oh my gosh, I did used to get um, mad at co- like, cause when I think of like our marriage towards the end yeah like we yeah we bicker here and there maybe but not like no like major fights yes yeah but then I have to like think back and be like oh my gosh we had to like work we we didn't communicate the same way yeah when we first started dating you know well that's really I I really love to hear this inside scoop just because like I'm even guilty of looking at your Instagram page and being like oh my god she's so lucky you know, and, and, I, and like, which I do, you I are feel lucky, and I feel happy, but it is, it was really hard. Yeah, like I mean, I think we isolated before COVID, like when he moved here, because like there was just so many dynamics we had to figure out. Yeah, did you guys um, know you were going to have a baby right away? Like, did you both? Well, that we talked about before we got married because okay. I was done having kids. Oh, interesting. So I was like, I am done. Um, again, another weird thing because after we had, Kyle and I had our daughter, I was kind of on the fence, like maybe one more. And Kyle was like, no, yeah. like I'm done. And um, and he's like, but like, I'm not going to make any decisions. So why don't you think about it? And then I'll go get a vasectomy. Like, let me know. Yeah. If you really, really, really want a third, like we can talk about it. Yeah. And so I like thought about it for like a year. Um, prayed about it and I was like okay I'm at peace like I'm done yeah and so he went and got a vasectomy and then it was so weird after his vasectomy I've never had this experience in my life where I had like visions Mm. sounds so weird but like that I was gonna have another baby and it was gonna be a boy oh my god like I knew this and it it was haunting me it wasn't like a good thing like I was like why am I having these visions like uh, it's like a bad feeling because how am I going to have another baby? Yeah. I just had a vasectomy and I like talked to Kyle about it and he was like, oh my gosh, like, that was brave. And he just says like, babe, 
I just hate to break it to you. If you are going to have another baby, it's not going to be with me. <laughs> He's like, like, he would like, just be like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to happen. Mm. And, um, I was like, I know it just feels, it felt so real. It felt very real. That is wild. And it, and I talked to my sister about it. Like I'm not a very emotional um, like crier. And I, I got teary. Like I like, what? Like this doesn't make sense to me. Wow. And it feels very real. So anyways, I had, whatever stop thinking about that and it was just gone and um so when I met Brian I was like again that was one of the things like mm. I'm done having kids you deserve to experience that was the vision coming up for you though no and oh. then he was like honestly Chelsea like I would just want one more like he one of his used own. Kellen and Finley as his own while still respecting you know that Kyle's her dad and I was like one and then it kind of came back. So I knew, like, I was like, I'm going to have a boy. I knew it. Mm, oh, my gosh. And um, He is the cutest baby on the internet. I'm sorry to all other babies. So I can't even handle him. No, when I'm on your so page, cute. I'm like, I have to just look at Bodhi pictures. He's so cute. Oh, he's so cute. He's so cute. <laughs> and um, and he's been the be- biggest blessing, mm. like, just with the kids. And I feel like he really, like, brought us all together. But, totally. Um, yeah. So I'm done. No more kids. But, okay. But, yeah. It was, it was, there's still times when it's hard work, you know, when the yeah. grief starts to. How long have you guys been married now? It'll be two years in December, so. Okay. Um, yeah, just over a year and a half, but yeah, I always tell people when they really ask me or DM me or something, I'm yeah. like, no, like, we literally had to have the peace of knowing, like, this is worth it, yeah. because there's some really dark times. Yeah. And if we didn't have that, we would have both just been like, bye. Yeah. You know, and whether that's internal issues with me or with Brian and what is, you know, dealing with it. I mean, there was a time I was like worried about Brian, like this is becoming too much on him, mm-hmm. you know, almost like, are you depressed? Yeah. You know what? Like, this is not like you because I mean, he's just thrown into parenting two kids and he went I would say he went from the bars to the burbs I'm like (laughs) but you know it's like thrown right into school and sports and and really into my life of all my friends Mm. and managing that and he does he is really like I think everybody would say like he's so incredible at handling really awkward situations Mm. He was known as like the dish fairy for a long time because I feel like anytime people would come to my house that was like his he would do the dishes because it was like something to do, but oh, he could so still sweet. hear and like talk to people, but yes, be, be, be busy. Yeah. But yeah. And, and they're still, like I said, like we lost, I lost certain friends over it because they just can't handle it, you know? Yeah. What do you feel like is advice you have for new widows? Maybe who are like I thinking about steal Amanda's uh, Griffith's advice. And that's yeah. always the first thing I say. And it is kind of funny, not funny, but. I think people probably have a very similar reaction. And I always tell them, this is advice I got and I'm just gonna pass it along. And I do feel like I'm in a weird situation because do you feel this way? Like when someone you know knows someone who passed away, they like reach out to you? Yes, of course. I'm like the spokesperson, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so anytime anyone in town knows of somebody who has died, who has a spouse, they they reach out. Yeah. How can I help this person? And and I'm always kind of hesitant because I feel like I always just say, give them my number. Yeah. 
let them call me when they want to call me. Yeah. Because I do feel like people will look at me and be like, well, she's already remarried. Mm. She de- especially in those early stages. She doesn't miss her late husband. Mm. She's moved on. Yeah. And um, so I'll usually reach out and just like, I'm here if you ever need me. And they usually always do reach back out. Yeah. Down the line. Um, down the line. Yeah. Yeah. But, and everyone just grieves differently. And yeah. so I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I'm here in any capacity, but I also don't like to push myself on anybody. So my advice would just be um, what Amanda said. And then yeah. also not to worry so much about what everybody else is thinking. Yeah. And see, that was weird for me because I feel like I never cared what other people thought of me until Kyle died. Oh, interesting. Because I always had Kyle. Yeah, And so I didn't care what other people said because I knew I had somebody who had my back who loved me and thought I was like the best person ever. And mm-hmm. so I was like, if someone doesn't like me or someone says this, like, why do I care? You know, it doesn't affect my life. But then all of a sudden that person of your, who has your back all the time is gone. Yeah. Then I suddenly really cared. Yeah. And I wish I wouldn't have worried so much about what other people thought, you know, because in yeah. my mind, I'm like, I could be out like sleeping around drinking getting wasted every night and i have no judgment if someone would just doing that because i don't blame them yeah. you know um, really hard. but i felt very judged for for being in a relationship you know yeah i definitely know yeah and i think that's so hard because like we are under such a microscope from everybody i mean i still feel that and it's been almost two and a half years like people are just watching you know what's she doing what's she and to be able to like push that aside i feel like is a huge challenge yeah, I mean, I, and I still feel that way with, like, my kids. If they, like, get up in the morning and are sad going to school, in my head, I'm like, oh, my gosh, Chelsea, they're going to think, you know, or things come up. Something came up at school for my son last year and this teacher who I don't really care for. But she, um, she's like, you know, I know you just had a new baby and I know his dad died, you know, are they in counseling? And so it spurs up all that. Oh, mm. is this what people really think all the time? And I'm like, yeah. no, and who cares? I just wish... You know, you got to really let the noise be silenced yeah. and just count on the few people that you really value their opinion. Yeah. Because those people have been, it's like crazy to me that Kyle's truly his greatest friends have all come to love Brian in their own way. It's so nice. Um, and to me, that's the best like blessing, you yeah. know, and the people who weren't really in our lives maybe acquaintances those are the ones who faded yeah but those weren't our closest people you know yeah absolutely um so so normally at this time I do like quick questions but because you didn't actually really date like do the dating thing and most of them we've talked about anyway I mean you did date sometimes I'm very grateful I didn't date because I hear some horror stories yeah (laughs) some of my widow friends I'm like oh my gosh these dating apps and like this is nuts. Like, thank you. Thank you that I did not have to deal with that. It is definitely an experience. I will say that. There, there is good that comes out of it, but it's an experience. Um, the other thing I asked you about was a song, and you said basically there's too many. Yes. I'm like a – like music is a love language for me, me and that was like a love language between Kyle and I. Mm. Um always like I never again I just you know live this very charmed life I didn't have to do anything he would just make me my playlist and Aww. I was like oh I love it you know and so and I never know the name of any song or the right lyrics and so when I started hanging out with Brian talking on the phone and becoming friends 
he started making me playlists. Aww. And so we have like all these playlists. Mixtapes. And then, yes, totally, exactly. And um, and there's just like, um, you know, I feel like I have playlists that are from different stages of my grief. Totally. So like the right after, like just so dark and depressing, really. Yeah. A lot of uh, Lauren Daigle, like Rescue Me. Yeah, me too. Of, um, <laughs> there was one called The Red Sea Road. It's so depressing, but it's not like the grave oh my gosh but okay let's do this next time you're listening to a song and you're like this would be great for the podcast playlist just text it to me and i'll add it to the oh, list I just, do you have spotify yeah yeah i can just send you my playlist i know but i need you to pick one so i can add it to the podcast playlist oh or should it be a happy one or depressing it's totally up to you good one but... walk down the aisle to it to brian oh okay and i feel like it is it's, I never heard this song before. The kids and I and Brian, it was right after he moved here. We took a trip. We went to Portland. Hmm. Um, because like you, I just traveled everywhere. Yeah. I mean, you just like start traveling everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I never wanted to be in town. So yes. I was just like gone all just the time. Just go, go, go. And so we went to Portland and randomly woke up in the middle of the night to this song, which, again, I'm getting all weird, but I swear like Kyle communicates to me through music. Like weird songs just pop on all the time. And this song, we never heard it. The kids hadn't heard it. I had never heard it. Brian had never heard it. It's this Christina Aguilera song. It's about like the lights will guide you from above. Mm. We had to like Shazam it at 2 a.m. I'm like, what is this song? So funny. Anyways, I ended up walking down the aisle and I feel like it's such a good song of like bringing together like the love from your past, Mm. like love in the future. Sounds perfect. Okay, I'll send it to you. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, I'm so glad we finally got this together. Thank you so much. Of course. Wish you best of luck with everything. Thank you. Thank you, you too. Okay, okay, bye. Isn't it so easy to look at somebody's life like that on Instagram and just convince yourself that things are simple and uncomplicated for them? I had totally did that with Chelsea. I'm just so grateful to her for giving us that insight into the fact that it was hard and sometimes they both wanted to walk away, but they knew that they loved each other and they were committed and then they could make it work. It's just going to help me to keep things in perspective when I'm looking at other people's page or other people's lives, frankly. Um, Chelsea did mention the fact that I love to travel, which is true. So if you don't know this yet, a group of us from the Dating After Death community are going to Costa Rica and there are only 10 spots left on the trip as of today, September 13th. So if you are looking for something just fun to do to get you out of some grief space or just to take a risk or you're looking for camaraderie with other people who get it, the itinerary for this trip is ridiculous. It's gonna be so incredibly fun. Like I am so jazzed about rappelling down a waterfall. That sounds just too cool. I've never been to Costa Rica. Check out my Instagram page at Dating After Death and the link is there in my bio or right here in the show notes. And speaking of, so you can also find the link to that guest suggested Spotify playlist there. It is varied and interesting, so it's kind of fun. I hope you all have a great week. I'll see you on Patreon for some bonus content. (laughs) All right, bye. Oh, wait, one more thing. If you're still here, my guess is you actually like this podcast. And if you could just like give it some stars on the app you're listening to it on right now, or better yet, write a super short review. I can't even tell you how helpful that is for visibility of the podcast. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing that.